Yo, we got a special guest today, buddy. Yeah. She's a um, she's a woman. How you doing today? Of a lot of <laughs> talents. Good? I'm good. Thank oh, you. I'm okay. having my Just coffee now. We're hyped up. Okay. Yeah. So you know what? I'm not gonna say more flowery words. So please welcome our guest, Miss Jazz Reyes. Hey. Hey. Jazz, what's going on? Oh, everything and nothing. You look great. Thank you so much. So awesome you. as always. You know, <laughs> her uh, aura is just uh, how would I say like shining or filling the yes. room. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel it all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining the hype. Yes, it's yes, great ma'am. to be here. Thanks for inviting me to the hype. Right. What is uh, what's going on with you now? What's what's up? Um. So I'm still here. You know, I've been here for six years now. Right. And uh, doing the uh, distribution of X50 here in the the UAE, and we've moved now to Saudi Arabia. We've got a presence there now as well. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's wow. a it's a huge market. So Business is booming, baby. Business is booming. Yeah. So you know what X50 is the Australian supplement uh, brand. So I'm the distributor for for that here in the Middle East. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So very busy with that. Um, my gyms in Australia reopened uh, three weeks ago. Gyms? Yeah. I How many gyms you got? Two. I own two fitness centers in Australia. Right. Okay. Yes. I've been doing that for, you know, 18 years. Wow. So I've been in the fitness industry for a very long, long time. time. When long you say time. long time, yeah. like long. in Texas, that's a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about X50. So I see we got some tea, yes. we got some healthy snacks. So why did you decide to bring the brand in the Middle East? Because first, first, tell us about X50. I, I want to know more about X50. You want to yeah. know about X50. Yeah. So um, X50 started uh, with the concentrated green tea. Okay. So basically it comes in a sachet format and each sachet contains uh, concentrated green tea, the equivalent of 20 cups of green tea in each sachet. Okay. But the caffeine content is like one cup of green tea. So you right. get a natural energy from that. I use it uh, as a pre-workout. It's also uh, beneficial for fat burning. Um, really? Metabolizing. Bro, you're getting 20 cups of... Digestive benefits. It's got resveratrol in there, so it's very good for your immunity, antioxidants. Um, and I swear by it, you know. Um, you know, I'm a fighter, uh, and I still have been competing. Right. right up fighter <laughs> not just in the case you're wearing, but also a fighter in life. Fighter in life, fighter in and fighter, fighter as a sport. So I've right. been, um, you know, doing martial arts for thirty-five years, and I ever been knocked wow. out. Me, no. Wow. You know, if we probably try doing what she does, like boxing, we'll mm. probably get our ass whooped first day, first minute. We're done. <laughs> okay, so you're a fighter. <laughs> You've been doing kickboxing, MMA, and so kickboxing, MMA, um, just the last three years. Uh, but I started judo uh, in 1984. Whoa. Yes. I, I've always been interested in judo, by the way. In Australia, like, yeah. 1984. Like 1984. And I represented Australia um, from 1990. Okay, here we go. Or We're going back in time. We're going back in time. Let's we go, back. Jad. I Memory my, lane. Uh, I won my first Australian title in 1988. And I represented Australia for about 10 years. Wow. Um, I was a reserve for the Atlanta Olympics and the Sydney Olympics. Okay. And I Are retired in 2000 when I fell pregnant with my first child. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I won bronze medals at the US Open. Um, yeah. You can't mess with her. 
So then and I retired. Still trying to get back. You know, throw us around. <laughs> I retired, awesome. yeah, 19 years ago. And, um, and then I bought my first gym. Okay, and that's in Australia. After I had my baby, yeah, in Australia. Your baby's name is? My baby's name is Madison and my baby is 19 now. Oh. So she's not a baby anymore, but she was a baby then. Grown and up woman now. Well, she's going Nin to college right. she's in September. 19, oh, right? Mm -hmm. College here or there? Cal Arts. Wow. Yeah. What's she taking? Voice. She got wow. into the voice program. Yeah, she got in on scholarship actually. Wow! Hey. Very proud of her. Yeah. Proud mama. Yeah, I'm a proud mama. We're just, we're but, just, yeah. we're just getting into the surface of we know what Jad is all about. So, so I retired a from judo as a uh, an athlete, yeah. and I um, bought my own gym. So before that, I was working for the Australian government. I worked for uh, one a government department for 10 years and they were great. Uh, they sponsored me as an athlete. I had sponsored leave. Were you working in the sports department or something? No, no, I was working in HR and okay. uh, managing social security offices, um, wow. income support for people that, that are disadvantaged. So social services. Uh, I have a degree in psychology, actually, so that's my my education. <laughs> There's just a lot of surprises coming out of her oh, mouth, you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's just so many things <laughs> happening. Okay, now let's talk about uh, post-judo career. You said you were yes. working in the government yep. and you opened your gym. How was life back then in Australia? Because we were talking off air yeah. earlier that you are half Croatian yes. and half Czech, very yes. proud, Yes. born and raised in Australia. Australia. How was like life growing up as a kid with like a mixed race, you know? For me, um, very difficult. So I have a weird name. It's not Anglo. Um, okay. When I started school, I couldn't speak English. My parents migrated to Australia not knowing a word of English and I was born one month later. So right. um, I had a weird name, couldn't speak English. Um, I had a lot of trouble um, being bullied when I was a kid and I... I was a pretty shy kid so right. I'm actually not aggressive by nature despite how it may look yeah um, I consider myself to be assertive okay. really and I, I like to fight uh, as a sport but it's not you know I don't pick fights right but if you but growing up as if a you kid. pick one with me then I'll fight back yeah great to be myself I, I consider myself to be a person of very many many different elements okay okay you know some might call it multiple personalities i just call it you know i i have lots and lots of different sides to me right um and and i think that you know part of your personal development is to try and explore right all of the different sides yes. that you have to yourself you True. know and and different situations bring out different elements of those sides you know um and i think that the, the thing that I learned uh, in fighting um, in my in when I did judo, uh, well, I, I learned lots of things. You know, I learned discipline. I learned patience. Um, I learned consistency. I right. learned how to motivate myself. I learned how to uh, control my emotional response. Um, so many, so many things. And people ask me all the time, you know, why do you think you're successful in business? Well, I think I'm successful in business because of what I learned in my sport. Which are? And I carry those things through uh, every day, you right. know. Well, I learned how to fight. I learned how to lose. I learned how to win. I learned to how to understand why I lost, why I won. And get back up. Um, get back up. 
uh, and and keep going and finding ways around problems. Um, and, you know, when you're fighting, you have to do it very quickly. Right. You know, you, you're doing three-minute rounds. Um, three minutes okay. Seems like is a long, a long time, time and is a very short time. Um, you know, you're, you're in a corner. Uh, in business, you can be in a corner, but you, you might have hours or days or months right. to right. figure out how you're going to figure out. But here you've got milliseconds. Someone's throwing at your head. Well, you're one second. You have to figure out. out exactly. You know, do you block? Do you counter? Do you move? What are you going to do? And you got to do it quickly. Right. And so you have to train your mind to make decisions, but to also be confident in your decisions. Right. And you can't be confident in your decisions if you haven't trained. Right. And it's the same in business. You know, I, I can make shit up. But really, to be really confident, I have to have a plan and I have to execute that plan. And then I have to see at what points does that plan right. have hiccups. And then what do I got to do to fix that? Right. You, you really need that True. real yeah. transparency yeah. and honesty with yourself. And fighting teaches you that because right. you can't get away from a knockout punch if you stand there and no. don't put your hands Either up. Either block or you're fighting back. <laughs> well, if you stand there and don't put your hands up, you're going to cop it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen to us when we try to go inside a ring together. Or now, if you don't figure out how to get out. Right. You know? Let's go a little bit back in time. So you're talking about as a kid, you were bullied. Yes. When did you realize at what age that, hey, you know what? I'm going to try judo. And I want to I wanna be a part of martial arts well, till I go on. I was actually um, the state table tennis champion at the time. Okay, so okay, now we're doing nice. table tennis. <laughs> Later on, we're going to talk about tennis. Yeah. We'll talk about golf, basketball, volleyball, everything. You know, when I tell my story, I actually feel like it sounds like a lie, but it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and we were poor. Um, you know, my parents were on welfare. We didn't have money. You got one pair of shoes a year and... Humble beginnings. You had to make them last, you know. If the shoelaces fell out, tough luck. You got to wear them without shoelaces. That's pretty much how it was. That, and that's not exaggerating. This was in Sydney. In Sydney, yeah, right. in, in the Western suburbs. So, you know, we were, we were like a poor migrant family. Um, and the local police citizens youth club, which is run by, by police officers to kind of stop, uh, help troubled youth... Yeah. not be on the streets. Um, they offered like a lot of free sporting programs um, because sport is expensive, yeah. even back then, even in Australia. So I wanted to play tennis. Tennis right. was the thing I wanted to do, but that was for rich kids. You know, right. you've got to have lessons, you've got court time, you've got expensive rackets and yeah. all that kind all of crap. balls yeah. and whatever. Totally not a, a sport that I could play, that I was allowed to play. That could we not could not afford at a time. We couldn't afford it. No. Right. No. So, uh, but the local PCYC had this, uh, had table tennis and judo was one of the programs. And my younger sister, who uh, is more, she's got more of that kind of tough, she used to get into fights to protect me because I wouldn't fight. So right. if someone called me a name, my younger sister would jump on their head and start having a, a physical altercation with them right not me so you were yeah. like the big sister who was like kind of like yeah. the wise woman who was like let's just walk away from this no i was just scared i didn't want to fight i was shy okay i didn't like how fighting. old were you during the time well, this all started probably when i was five six years old and up until well, up until i started judo then people were scared of me and they didn't <laughs> tease me anymore wow how old yeah. so 14 what, I was. what triggered you like, so judo, you know she started judo. Oh, okay. All right. And 
she needed a training partner. So mm-hmm. I started the table tennis thing because, you know, I was really good at that. Yeah. And, um, and she said, you should come and try it. You know, you might like it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's fighting. You know, like I was a real girly girl. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. And, no. Um, and so I started with her and I really loved it because fighting is not what people think it is, you know. Um, it's throwing people around. That's what judo is, right? Well, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all right, you want to piss me off? I'm going to throw your ass around. <laughs> <laughs> so judo is the gentle way. That's the translation of judo. Right. Um, and I uh, I was pretty uh, physically strong. Like I'm naturally physically strong. I was a real skinny kid. Um, one, you're, you're tall. Yeah, I'm 5'8". Yeah, wow. I'm reasonably tall, not no, not model tall. I've got heels on today. So. <laughs> 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 I like to make myself taller. It's a bit more intimidating, right? <laughs> So what the heels you like what six feet five five ten five eleven depends on the heels then on my range from four inches to ten inches so whatever whatever <laughs> whatever mood I'm in that day whatever. multiple personalities <laughs> <laughs> I love that. so you were your sister was doing judo yes you were initially playing table tennis yes you tried it you loved it loved it now what happened did you like have sibling rivalry or something because you excelled more i think no no actually my oh. sister also represented australia she won oh. a bronze medal at the commonwealth games in um in manchester in okay. 2002. wow um so my sister was also a very successful judo player oh okay yes um but our mum said that we had to fight different weight divisions Mm. so she right. fought the lighter weight division because i'm taller um and, and then i fought the next one up and i have a younger sister who also started judo she's eight years younger than me how many siblings uh, do you have there's four of us all together all yeah. girls no we have uh, one brother all oh, right poor 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 mika is he the youngest is he the youngest no he was the third youngest okay so yeah. He's probably always getting beat up by the right? sisters, you know what I'm saying? Well, he was because... <laughs> oh, see, there we go. Well, I'll tell you we'll why. you up today. Oh, my sister. My sister. Yeah, you know why? Because our family was your typical immigrant family. My father was your typical immigrant dad. You know, women do all the stuff around the house and men don't have to do anything. And he had that attitude for my brother. Mm. And so my brother thought it was really funny that we had to wash right. the dishes, that we had to vacuum, that mm. we had to clean, we had to do all that stuff. And we were like, well, you might think it's funny, but we can fight. So you're freaking doing it when dad's not looking. And if you don't do it, then we would get into fisticuffs with our brother. Wow. So so I think, yo. Did you do the dishes today? (laughs) Not yet. I'm doing it now. Just don't throw me around, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I see that you have a, I don't want to say like tough upbringing because of what's happening in the environment, but you became tough. It was a tough upbringing. Circumstances and all that stuff. Did you ever face racism? Yes. In what form? Um, Well, I told you I couldn't speak English when I started school. So uh, in Australia, um, that was in the 70s. Um, In Australia, uh, migrants were referred to as wogs. 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 And if they called you a wog, that was really, really fancy. It's like calling a black person a nigger. Okay. Okay. Equally offensive. Wow. Okay. So uh, that's pretty much what people would call us wow. all the time. Uh, even my father would get into fights at the pub um, because, because white this. Anglo men would call him a wog and 
He was feisty. He was very aggressive. How would you respond to it? Oh, like he personally in school, for example. Well, I, I would swear and fight back and, um, and you know, my name is not Anglo. My, my sisters and brother is like, you know, Michael, Caroline and Angela and my name's Yadranka. So, you your know. Yadranka. Exactly. Yadranka. Yeah, see, you're saying. I like that, it. It right? sounds sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you drank her though was one of the, the things that people used to tease me with when I was little because it was like. This weird name. Jad. Yeah, drank. I like it. So then it became Jad because uh, people can pronounce it. Yeah. Because it's a Y, a J that's pronounced like a Y. Y. Yeah. Well, what, what was your name at home? How did they call you? Yadranka. Yadranka. I like Yadranka. See, the accent. Much better. The accent is coming out. Yadranka. I like Yadranka. it. Yadranka, wow. Yes, because that, that's my name. Right. Yeah. So Jad, Jad for sure. is, yeah, the first three letters of my name. All right. Kids are, for me, um, my greatest achievement. No. My little one, she's um, she's 11. She'll be 11 in October. Um, and she is an amazing athlete, you know. She she does diving, uh, Olympic diving at Do Dive well, out at Hamdam. It's in the she's genes. She's competed in three international competitions already. Yeah. yeah. It's in the genes. The English Open, the Irish Open. So, you know, my, my kids are, are go-getters and I've raised them to be that way. So we still have a long way to go, but... I'm happy with how, right. how they're going. You know, yeah. I, I like that you've opened up these facts about you because when I first met you, I think like four or five years ago, when I first saw her, I was like, because when you see her at first time, her personality is so strong. Like she's all over the place. So I said there's a hundred versions of me. So, <laughs> you know, when, when you see Jad, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, born to a rich family. That's what I was thinking. Everyone thinks that. You know, she's yeah. probably she's probably uh people always like to think what they see. Yeah, well, air, because I present know. myself well. Exactly, right. exactly. And, and I will always do that. Exactly. I think that you should put your best foot forward. Right. True. I agree. So, who would have thought that she had a humble, you know, upbringing and tough childhood going way back into molding her who she is now. Exactly. So, yeah. Salute to that. Much Thank respect. You. And mm. racing humble kids. Yes. Also, um, I would say, you know, getting the genes from me in terms of like being athletic or gifted or, you know, just so good in so many things. Well, I can't sing, so I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where Maddie got that from. <laughs> she probably got it from somewhere. So you talked about your greatest success. Now let's talk about your worst, I'd say, failure or regret in life. No regrets. Um, I think that every experience is is there to learn from. Right. You know, um, Losing or failing is a learning curve. Exactly. You know, I didn't win every fight that I ever had. Yeah. Um, I haven't won every business direction that I've taken. Yeah. Um, but in the in the bigger picture, I have won because those things taught me things that I needed to know so that I could get myself to the next level. Right. Um, but if you want to ask me what the hardest most difficult phase of my life is yeah well, that brought you down to your knees that that would be the last five years um because in the last five years uh i have become an orphan and a widow i lost both my parents and my partner um wow. in, in the space of four years sorry to hear that let's yes. talk about your parents what happened so to so um you know my, my father died five years ago in croatia um, my partner died four and a half years ago 
um, and then my mother passed away a year ago. And so when you lose your parents and your partner, you know, this yeah. is like, this is not some people out yeah. there. This is, you know. A part of you. This is. Where you've come from and the father of your children. Um, so the grief, the grief brought me to my knees. And, right. and I can say to, to sunk me under the ground, you know, very, very, very difficult time for me emotionally um, for a lot of different reasons, which, you know, I've been seeing a psychologist for that. So we're not going to talk about that on a radio station. Right. But we'll say, we'll say this, that again, that's been a learning curve in terms of um, facing your, your feelings you know, facing loss, and this is loss. You know, people talk to me about bullshit loss. Um, when you lose lives, that's loss. Right. If you've lost a little bit of money or you've had to, that's not you know, the- move house because things are a little bit tougher now or a business didn't succeed or, meh, I- I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of empathy for that because right. yeah. shit happens. Um, but when Losing you lose your, your family, they die. They're dead. They're gone. You're never going to see them again. Um, that brings you to your knees. How, how did you like cope with get it? up, cope with it? Yeah. So I started fighting again. So this is the journey of the fighting. That's um, why I saw you fighting again. Because I did fight fights, right? for 16 years. Right. I, I bought the gym and I train. I've been training my whole life, but I would do, you know, hip type training, CrossFit, you know, a little bit of weights. Um, I would do classes with some of my members. Um, but I put my judo gi away in 2000. And I think I did one comp after I had Maddie just to cut the weight and get yeah. my body back. Um, and then I retired and I didn't put that gi back on except to coach. So I didn't fight again. And uh, then after I lost my husband um, four and a half years ago, uh, and that was 10 months after I lost my dad, and I lost everybody suddenly, so you know it wasn't like there was any warning this any of this was going to happen. Um, I didn't know how to get back up, and I just launched the X50 brand here, so um, I was like, you know, <laughs> I just have to keep going. Right. So I did. I kept working, um, but I couldn't find that emotional release. Yeah. Um, you know, there has to be an outlet somewhere. Look, the first stage of grief is shock. Right. Okay. And and you're not in shock for a day or an hour or a month. Like I was in shock for a year. Right. <laughs> it's like what right. happened? Yeah. Because how bad did this one happen? One day they're just yes, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. So you know, I was when I look back at that time, I didn't know that that's what the feeling was. So yeah. I was like, you know, I, training doing boot camp is not enough. I feel like I have to fight again because fighting is who I am. What keeps you going? Well, fighting is who I am and fighting was what taught me everything that I learned about business. Right. And I was struggling to find that version of Jad again. Right. You know? Um, so I was like, how do I find that version of Jad again? And I'm like... You don't have to compete, but maybe try another martial art. Right. So I started kickboxing. Right. And it was just before my 46th birthday. Right. No. 40. 
losing track <laughs> on your hand. 47, I know, because I'm old. But yeah, you know, going, um, right, going so back for, to... 46. Yeah. And, um, and then my coach was like, you should do sparring. You're actually mm. pretty good. Yeah. I'd never done striking before because judo's just grappling. Right. And, um, and I said, oh, look, you know, I'm too old. I don't know. I don't think so. Age is just a number, right? Well, clearly it is because, you know, I've won every fight here that I've had. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hold on a second. So much respect to, you know, whatever happened to you, you know, losing yes. both parents and your husband. So may they rest in peace. Yes. Uh, God bless their souls and God bless you too for, you know, just being a very strong woman. Exactly. Now let's talk about your career as a fighter here in Dubai. Yeah. So you began training four or five years ago. What was the first thing you trained at? I started training in 2016, right. end of 2016. And I had my first fight at the end of 2017. Right. Yeah. So you were training for like a year or something like that? One Where year, at? yeah. Which gym? Into the ring. Yeah. Yep. Where did you train? I train at TKMMA. Oh, hey, Tim Ken is watching. <laughs> What's up, TK? Yeah. Okay, now your brand X50. TK corners me whenever I fight. Yeah. We're very good friends. Ah, I yeah. see it a lot. I see yeah. it a lot. You should see her fight, bro. I should. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about joining like the... I've been always thinking about joining a kickboxing. Do you want to spar with her? I started when I'll I was 46, so anyone can, anyone can do it. Say what again? I started when I was 46, so anyone can do it. See? It's not Age is no more. excuse. Gender is no excuse. Exactly. Sure. X50 brand, we've um, we've got a whole range of different products now. So we've got a vegan protein, we've got a MCT coffee. Oh, nice! Um, we have broccoli chips. Uh, we've got mushroom chips, cauliflower chips coming. Mm. Um, MCT we've got a coffee new brand, oh, like, Vigo coming, um, which is a total vegan right? range. I'm just thinking about that. Hey, uh, you know what? And she's gonna send us some samples too. Hey. And now I've just um, taken on a, a Croatian brand um, uh, that I'm doing the global distribution for, which is uh, a wine, um, which is the first undersea winery in the world. So the, wow. the wine is aged under the ocean. Okay. Um, yeah, for two years. And the first time the wine sees the light of day is when you open it at the dinner table. So. Wow. Um, so I'm doing the the global distribution for that brand. Wow! Well. Yes, yes. So yes, Todgy. Yo, lots, lots of personalities, lots of stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's. Uh, I don't even know what to say. You know, she's right? this, 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 and that. Lots so hats of off. Things, yeah. What is um what what does the future hold for X50? Like, where do you see a company five, ten years down the line? Not just X50. All the brands that you hold right now. Look, if you want to know what my personal vision is, is that what you're asking me? Yes, ma'am. Because I'm not just about the brands or about the money. That's all all a, a byproduct right. of, of the bigger picture of what you think your purpose is. Um, and my purpose has always been um, and has not changed in 19 years of business is I, I want to have organisations that uh, have people – who are loyal, who have the opportunity to develop and chase their own dreams right. um, and provide uh, a unique experience to the communities that they're dealing with. So the X50 brand for me, you asked me why I, I deal with that brand. Um, I have personally 
been a consumer of this brand since it was launched in the Australian market. Okay. People ask me if I'm on steroids all the time and I'm not. <laughs> um, and, and this is all that I use for my pre-workout when I train. Right. Yeah, I'm 49 years old. And yeah, I'm 49 years young. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I own it. I don't care. <laughs> um, and and I am the UAE kickboxing champion. And that's from hard work. And right. and I use this product to provide me with the energy to, to be able to do the training True. sessions that I need to do to, to be able to do the stuff that I do. And so I believe in what I do. And I look after all of my people and I give everybody opportunity to get educated and to chase their dreams right in my organizations and we all do it as a team right you know that's like that. that's awesome because when you look at her she's the perfect embodiment of the brand right because you can't say oh yeah you know i'll promote this or i'll distribute this but if you don't believe and use the brand that's right you're fooling yourself you're not fooling people to buy this stuff you're fooling yourself because you know you're trying to force the issue here i've, I've tried a, a lot of um uh, pre-workout drinks are you on steroids <laughs> straight up are you on steroids bro you got this roid rage all the time you just get oh yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> no but i've tried a lot of them and I've, I've never really my body's never been able to cope with any yeah every time i'd have some like an hour or 30 minutes before when i start working out i start feeling like i want to throw itchy yeah, and yeah itchy. me too yeah. I, I can't stand yeah the pre-workout they get like get in your skin and all that yeah. stuff it's, you gotta try this so yeah I, this I is natural it's this. tea it's green tea yeah yeah so i've got a whole pile of product getting sent to your office Perfect. hey that's yes. what i'm talking about you yes. have to document it every day yes true we're gonna do that okay so We've come to know who you are as a person, not mm -hmm. the businesswoman that you are. Mm -hmm. You know, from humble beginnings to having kids to tragically losing your loved ones. Yes. And then to having businesses on the side. Where do you see yourself like moving forward as a person? You got two kids. You're a mom. You got businesses. Now, what's next for Jad Regas? God knows. Are you God gonna knows. stick around here in Dubai, or I could end up anywhere? You know, I never thought that I'd even end up in Dubai, but here I am. Um, you know, people come to me with uh, different opportunities, and uh, every week someone comes to me with something, uh, and I have to decide. You know, what do I take on, and what don't I take on? Because, yep. as I said to you, primarily. My, my primary focus is my children always will be um, to raise, you know, two young women that, that can live independently and chase their own dreams. Be as strong as you. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I'm not always strong. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> things bring me to my knees too, believe me. Um, but, but things that I think should bring people to their knees, you know. Um, and, and I really... I want to, to create organizations that give that same opportunity to, to the people that, that work with me. Right. Um, you know, and, and I have a lot of longstanding loyal employees. Um, and this pandemic has been, you know, a very challenging time for, for everybody in the world. Yeah. And my guys really stepped up. You know, right. you know, I've got a team of people in Australia that, that run the gyms there. And then I've got a team of people here. Um, you know, we were navigating 
issues across three continents. Um, all of us were, were locked into our lounge rooms right. for extended period of time. Um, you know, I was selling online from from my hallway. Yeah. Um, because there was no other way for us to to work in that period of time. This was a couple of oh, this was during the Just pandemic now. nowadays. Just wow. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you know, up up on up till quite late on Zoom calls to to Australia, Croatia, trying to figure out how do we you know navigate our way around this. So sure. I enjoy the game. You know. Uh, and as I said, like the money is a byproduct, but that's not what motivates me. Right. It's never been what motivates me. I enjoy the game. I enjoy the the your purpose. You can never know everything. Right. You know, not not one single human being on this planet lives out their life and dies and says, "Gee, I learned everything." True. That's True. what life is, right? It's that journey of of learning and exploring and seeing what sides of yourself there still needs to be developed and then yeah. how do you do that? What's the vehicle? How do you, right. you know, everyone died, so then I went and started fighting again. Why did I start fighting again? I needed that physical outlet. I needed to have my mind focusing on something other than that devastating feeling of grief. Right. And that's what that did. True. You know, would I have started fighting again at 46 years of age had I not lost half my family in the space of a short period of time? Probably not. Yeah. But that's what happened and then that's how I reacted to that to try and grow through this thing that brought me to my knees. True. So it's the same with business. You know, I'm not driven by, oh, I can make more money. I'm driven by, okay, is this going to achieve that end outcome of me providing an organisation for my people to be able to earn more money, to be able to live independently without yeah. having to worry about where their next salary is coming from and, yeah. and and doing the things that I can do for my children. True. You know? True. That's what drives me. Amazing woman, right? Right. Just yeah. inspiring. You can't, you can't give a couple of words to describe. She's like a whole dictionary. Aww. Now, last, <laughs> last topic we're going to talk about is the fitness industry in the country. Now, what do you think about the industry? Now, what are the things that you would like to change if you can? And, you know, look, I, I think the industry has taken a, a really good positive turn here. Um, you know, we met five years ago yeah. um, and, and we were, you know, helping someone set up a gym at that time. Um, and that was when the fitness industry, in my opinion, was very, very in its baby stages here. Yeah. You know, predominantly um, you had fitness facilities inside people's buildings yeah. um, and people didn't really go to gyms. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a trendy thing here. Um, they would but, they would buy memberships for instance, but they won't go anyway. Just wasting membership and all that. Um, and I think that that in the last few years we've seen a real growth yeah. in the industry and in um, you know the uptake in the Middle East of people looking at this element of of lifestyle. Um, I, you know, that I live and breathe um, this Fitness. lifestyle because yeah. I, I think that it's really really important. Um, it's not. It's about how you feel, you know, that being fit is not just about looking good. That's the, the shallow it's, it's outcome. It's just like the money that you earn from, from business. Yeah. Okay, that's the shallow outcome. But but the, the bigger picture here is your health, your physical health and your mental health. Um, for your physical health, for your mental, mental. health, um, you need to exercise. 
And the industry provides the vehicle for people to be able to do that. Now, that might be inside a gym, that might be in some outdoor boot camp, it might be in a yoga studio, it might be in a Pilates studio, yeah. it might be in a fighting gym. Right. We, we all like to, to do fitness in a different way and fitness is about um, taking up something that you enjoy because it's really hard to commit to something that you don't enjoy. Sure. Um, you know, it's got to be fun. You, we don't. We can't all be national champions, and it's not about being the national champion. It's about feeling good. That's right. Know? Feeling good and living a longer life. And I've been preaching this my whole life. You know, even when I was um, counselling, as as uh, you know, back in the days, my psychology days. You know, the three things that I told people that they needed to to consider in their life was their diet, their exercise, and what do they do for relaxation. These are three critical things for your mental health. Right. So, you know, it's it's not just about the buff body, okay? You know, we, we, we advertise that um, as part of the outcome, but this is about a holistic approach to, to your well-being. True. And, you know, we're in, we're in times now, you know, we're, we're still in the middle of a pandemic um, and we talk about how we're going to manage that. Well, your immunity is critical. To, to how severe the symptoms are going to be if you contract COVID. Yeah, yeah. And your immunity is directly tied to the things yeah. that you do for your fitness, what you right. consume and whether or not you exercise. Yeah. It's a good Both thing we you change your lifestyle now. Because they didn't exercise. Oh. You know. Was it um, for health reasons? Health they reasons, away? but sudden, you know, and, and untreated. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm very passionate about this and I believe that the fitness industry is the answer to that. And right. I think that, that the fitness industry is robust um, internationally, globally, uh, and, and I think that we're the platform that is going to help people to come through this physically and mentally. What did people do in lockdown? They exercised in their lounge room. Yeah. Why did they do that? Because they needed to release and the frustration down, and the stress. Donuts, uh, <laughs> you know, I did both. Yo, I did both. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story, a quick one. So, live in a building, right? Gets a nice, humble flat. And we can't go out. I can't play basketball. I can't do boxing or whatnot. So, I called the guard. I was like, yo, can I go in the gym? He's like, uh, no, you can't. It's closed. Now, what I mean is, I want to borrow a couple of dumbbells and get the bicycle down to my flat. He was like, yeah, sure, okay. So I had it for a month in the flat and I was working at home because I had to do something, yeah, you know, to make things working. But thank you, Jad. <laughs> you are an amazing personality. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yes. God bless your business. Uh, God whatever bless you. Best, um, what do you call this, things we can uh, wish you for. So I wish you know. it for you as well. And thank you for inviting me and having me here today. Yes, ma'am. Always welcome. I appreciate Hope um, you come the back invitation. Soon. Yeah. Thanks, Thank guys. you. X50. Don't forget to check it out on Instagram, Facebook. You got to order now. They're super awesome. And uh, we're going to post a video of us tasting the products very yes, soon. Very okay. Soon. So very thank soon. you, Jad. It might be here. Munir, my man. Thank you, Steve. Big sister. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. You're going to see a fight soon. Look thank at these you. videos. And that's the episode right now. Jazz <laughs> Regas is so hyped. We are out. <laughs>